check. One, two. Sound check. One, two, go. You don't have to be beautiful to check my sound. <laughs> God damn it. I, yeah, I, I tried to do Prince once um, for karaoke, and it was a terrible fucking idea. It's always and a terrible idea. I, I immediately regret I, I literally sang the first notes, immediately regretted it. <laughs> And I've never done it again because that is a travesty that no one, unless you can actually hit those vocal cords, Look, I, should ever do. I don't like his music either, but you don't need oh, to fuck. go that. Oh, that's right. We yeah. You, you don't need to go that you. hard. Fuck, on him. fuck you. <laughs> Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know this. This? Is this? the Daves I know. This? You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to. But we both know I can't do nothing at all. We are back. Yeah. Feels like it's been a long time Woo. since we recorded. So long. Um, it doesn't feel like it's been five minutes. Yeah, no, definitely not five minutes. Um, last Sunday, the Daves what? played soccer. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and we did not do well. Listen, can I at least raise my hand on one accolade that I had? I got what I believe to be the only yellow card in the tournament. You and did. It, and it was for simulation. <laughs> You absolutely did get a yellow card for simulation, <laughs> which is probably the only card because the, the, the literal rule said there will be no yellow cards. There will just be red cards. So the fact that you were not red carded straight I wasn't away. wasn't even that good at simulating, Yeah, was well, you were, just, you were just terrible at simulation. Um, the one thing I would actually like to point out to the Daves, the Daves I know listeners uh, that – so we showed up for this tournament uh, – there was myself, uh, David Martin, uh, Bridget McDowell, uh, Ben Childs, who's Ben uh, Childs, who edits not a dark cloud, but yeah, he's, uh, he contributed edits, to the edits site. a lot of stuff for the dark clouds. Uh, Andrew Lovegren and uh, listener Stephen, yep, who was an awesome dude. Thanks, Steve. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming out and, and playing our, our fucking soccer team. Um, but we were not good. We were definitely not good. Uh, so we showed up and first game, Martin is like. You know what? I'm gonna play top of the box. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be a, a, a forward striker. And so I was like, okay, fine. Like, you know, some of us have played soccer before, but like, okay, yeah, he's very aggressive. He wants to do that. Uh, and we proceeded to get beat like four nothing, I think, in the first game. I thought five nothing was five nothing. Um, After the fifth goal, I dropped down to my knee and pretended and, I was hurt. Yeah, that's where you got the yellow card. Yeah, for a simulation. Uh, second game, I uh, decided to be the striker and kick Martin back, and we lost one nothing on a penalty kick. I also missed a penalty kick, so I'm not wholly uh, in like the in the wrong. Not without here. blame. Yeah. Not without blame. However, we find out later, later 
So we're drinking beers at Groveland Tap, and I find out that that first game of soccer that we played on a a slippery ass. It was ice. Yeah, piece of ice. It was. It was not. It was not like boot soccer in snow. It was fucking ice. It was ice. It was yeah, icy. Uh, that was Martin's first ever soccer game. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Like playing in his entire life. I love. That. So I, please explain why you fucked our team so much, David Martin. I don't think I fucked him that much. I'm, I'm as, 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 as near as I can tell, basically, we. I, I started off in the center, and we lost a bunch. And then I moved over into a like a deeper wing role, and we did a lot better. So I'm an excellent wing. Oh, that's seems to me like you were a ter- <laughs> it seems to me like you were a terrible winger. Why is oh. that? Why is that less likely than that? What we got oh, zero goals? That- You're some striker prodigy all of a sudden. So- I moved to the wing, and we do a lot better. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, look, I've never played soccer before. There is no <laughs> okay. doubt that I was not you great. I was not connecting shit. on passes. I, as soon as the ball came to me, I was immediately overwhelmed by whoever was on me. There's no doubt about it. I'm sorry to every, all of our listeners who have read my game previews, who've read all the stuff I've written about soccer, heard this podcast for almost 50 episodes now, and thought, God damn, here's a guy who knows what's going on. Listen, I played my first moments of soccer a week ago, and it was bad. It was bad. Okay. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna mince words. That bad, was bad is not. It was. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. Here's the thing that surprised me. Now I wanted to be up top because I figured I would be mobile because I'm in very good shape. I you can trot me out there and run eight miles and I'm gonna be. Really, I, I'm in good shape. I'm in objectively good shape. Okay, but one minute into that game, I felt like I wanted to throw up everywhere. It was different. We had. We had. We so the Dave's I know team had a sub. We had one sub. I was the only person who came off for the sub because I was I like, should have because I yeah you absolutely should because have of that's, the whole wanting to the whole fucking thing. point is that I came off because like he wasn't like Steve like he was not getting on I was like oh I mean I wasn't I I could have stayed on I didn't come off because I was like oh and then like no one else is going off I figured like you or Ben why were, didn't you we're going to like Ben was not to, bad. Ben was better than I thought he because I think that was ben his was first soccer than ever. You. Yeah, he was better than me, yeah. and he put his head on the ball a few yeah. times. I was really surprised yeah. by Ben in central so defense. So I was but. like, I was like, I, fig- I figured you or Ben would be like, oh yeah, I gotta get off, and then. Well, why didn't you say? Why didn't you look at me and say, hey Martin? Oh, I so see your neck is green, the color of bile right now. Would you like to leave <laughs> so for a moment? So it's on me. To tell that, you, no, get I'm the just, fuck off the it's, field. It was a shared failure. Uh, all right, it was uh, a it very was, bad failure. Not a shared fail. Definitely not a shared fail. However. We did play an entire game with beers in hand. I had a, a point in the first game where I was beer in hand, slide tackle the ball. The person knocked the beer out of my hand. I got up, picked the ball up, picked the beer up as well, and then uh, had a shot on goal that was obviously not successful. But it was because we scored no goals. No, but it looked really but it looked fucking, good. Yeah. It really it looked really fucking awesome. So. I, you um, know what? We yeah. got a lot of grief from the referee for our slide tackles. Now, we yeah. never slid, slowed tackle into a person. No, no, no. We got in front of them was, at the ball. He was getting balls. We yeah. never got at a person, yeah. though. Yeah. Or we, like, tried to hockey, like, get ourselves in front of a shot. We never went at a person's knees. Mm. Not like that phantom person who went at my knees right before that fifth goal in that first game. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was down for the count there. Yeah. 
Referee didn't buy that, that, that point, you were down for the count? Or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, it was the only thing I could do to keep from puking all over that ice. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's, let's, can, yeah. we, can we slide in? Slide God tackle damn, that was the best our, transition you've yeah. ever made. Yeah, yeah motherfucker. Let's talk about uh, what we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. This is a second uh, preview that we're going to have for the season for MLS. We're going to hit our Western Conference preview here. We're going to preview all 11 or 12 or 13. I don't even know how many teams. Uh, we're going to tell you. 12. 12 in the Western Conference. You don't need to correct me. It doesn't matter. And then, uh, so we're going to tell you uh, how did they do in 2017, give you a quick overview both uh, in terms of the the raw numbers as well as like kind of our take on it. We're going to break it down. Zeller's going to go into depth. I'm going to go into depth basically on what we saw in the offseason and what that means for prognosis for the 2018 season. And then at the end of all of that, covering them team by team, we are going to give you a a bottom to top rundown of what the standings are going to look like at the end of the season. We are going to cover Minnesota United, but... We're briefly. Cover them briefly because yeah. we're actually going to have a follow-up episode where we go in-depth on Minnesota United, give you a full-season preview as well as a game preview before San Jose. That's going to be coming on about Thursday. You motherfuckers probably. are getting three podcasts from the Daves this week. So and it's not we, like we, we don't t- have we shit took to do. A couple we're busy we, dudes. We took some weeks off, but we're, we're, we're following up with three full-length. The last one was yes. fucking long as shit that we did two days ago. Uh Long as shit. So we're gonna do three full podcasts for you. So. so love us. Yeah, love us. Let's start at the very bottom. All right. Let's From the bottom back, to the top. Look back on 2017. We got the Los Angeles Galaxy. It it, it fills me with a certain type of feeling <laughs> to tell you that the Los Angeles Galaxy finished at the bottom of the West last year. What were the raw numbers? They did. Um, God, they were really bad last year. Uh, 32 points. Uh, negative 22 goal differential. They finished last eleventh uh, in the Western Conference. Um, yeah, that was the Galaxy. What do you got on the well, Galaxy, I mean, David? Let me let me elaborate on that. It was the worst year in history from a statistical standpoint. Yes, they lost to Bruce Arena and they gained a Siggy Schmidt. Now Siggy Schmidt is no bad signing. He's not a bad coach, but this is not a good yeah. team. Um, the Galaxy had a perplexing. This is the weirdest thing. They had a they had a bad season. But teams have had bad seasons before. This was what was weirdest. They had a worst in history, 14 points at home on the whole season. They were better on the road than at home, and they were history-breaking worst at home. You know, you what know, the fuck uh, was that? You know who we got three of those 14 points from? Yes, son. Minnesota United. Yeah, doing it. Excellent. We are, we are so, fucking so, terrible they, on the so, road. So, yeah, yeah, we were bad, too. Um, but they were worse. Now, Here's my thought on the season coming ahead. Don't sleep on Siggy Schmidt. The guy has a ton of success in MLS from Columbus to Seattle. I know he got booted out of Seattle, but he put him in the fucking playoffs every year for, what, eight years running? The dude knows how to succeed. The club still has, as I call him, Romain Lettisandrini. Romain Alessandrini, uh, he was clearly the bright spot last year. He was uh, dynamo in attack. He had uh, 10-plus goals. He was a creative playmaker. He was awesome. They got Ola Kamara. By yeah. giving up Jossie Zardes. Now, I, I, I said Zardes was going to be better in Columbus than a lot of people gave him, but clearly the Galaxy won that trade with getting Kamara I mean, for Zardes. I mean, Zig- that was better. Yeah, Ziggy was playing Zardes as a fucking fullback. Right. At the end of the year last year. So they gave up an out of position fullback to get a proven MLS striker. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's a win. It's going to be fine. And they brought in Perry Kitchen, too. They brought in Perry was, Kitchen yeah. defense. I mean, so, and, and there's even hints that they're going to get his Laton, too. We'll see Ooh. how that all plays out. I don't even want to go too far down that rabbit hole. But look, the Galaxy are not ever going to be that far off the pace. They're going to figure their shit out. They're not going to be the next Philadelphia Union and spend forever at the bottom looking embarrassing. 
they're making the right moves. They had a great offseason. I'm I'm not unhappy. No, I, think, I don't know what to say. I mean, they're 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 gonna figure their shit out. It goes without saying. And Siggy Schmidt has been too good for too long to yeah. all of a sudden get to L.A. Yeah. With a, and L.A. historically has been really generous with the coffers. He's not going to get to a place that's going to give him free reign to spend money as he needs to. And he's going to be like, oh, I forgot how to build a soccer team. Like he's yeah. going to be fine. Let's just he's say lost the, some weight too. Let's just say the Galaxy are going to be well. Are you? Yeah, Siggy. Siggy's looking good these good days. Good on him. He was fat as fuck for a long time, but he's looking good. Good on him. Yeah. Uh, the Galaxy are going to be fine. Uh, let's move on to the next team, uh, the Colorado Rapids. Yeah, they may not be fine. Uh, go, sh- God, no. They will not be fine. Um, they finished last year behind Minnesota United, 33 points, negative 20 goal differential, 10th uh, in the Western Conference. What do you have to say about Colorado, David? Yeah, so you can't talk about their 2017 season without talking about their 2016 season. In 2016, they went into the last week with an opportunity to get the Supporters' Shield. I mean, that's easy to forget. Yep. The other thing that's very easy they're, to forget. but They're playing, yeah. You have to, that was unsustainable. The way that they won that was on like a, C, uh, I'm sorry, a Sporting Kansas City level defense. They had like a historically good defense that year that won them pretty much every one to nothing game that they could ever get into. It was not sustainable. Now we knew they would come back down to earth a little bit in 2017. What we didn't expect was like second or third worst team in the fucking league uh, type of performance. Basically what happened is they gave up on that incredible defense, which was augmented by the way, by a midseason trade to United, which handed over a Sam Cronin in central defense and a Mark Birch on the left, uh, the left fullback um, for basically nothing. They didn't get Josh Gatt and Mohamed Saeed, uh, both of whom are not with Colorado They're not even with the team anymore. So So we said at the time that Minnesota won that trade in the long term, Colorado looks to have lost that trade huge. Anyway. So I would actually like to point out, just uh, sorry to interrupt your point. In the trades that Minnesota has made, they've actually, like, they've they've beat every other person that they're trading with. They've won the trades. In every other, in every trade that they've made, their out and out signings have been almost universally no. poor. Yeah, signings terrible. The Trades? Finley trade was a good trade. Yeah, the uh, Cronin and Birch trade they beat Amazing. the shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that was an incredible trade. Trading uh, a draft pick for an international slot that RSL didn't even use. Amazing trade. Yeah, their their draft their draft day trades incredible. Like, yeah. So so I don't know what on earth. So here's the thing I can tell. Is basically our, we're talking about our we're, team we're now. Di- well, yeah, we're our, diving into Minnesota. Our front office clearly does not know how to identify talent, but clearly knows how to be fucking sleazy in the in the conference room when they're pulling these deals. Now imagine if That's all fine. of a sudden they were using that same trade savvy for pieces that weren't big pieces of shit. Fair enough. It'd be pretty can amazing. We, anyway, all right. Colorado. Speaking of pieces of shit, Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. Well, let's look at. So they've they've still got. Uh, Mr. Tourette's in goal. Uh, uh, Tim Howard, uh, who's still probably a very good uh, goalkeeper for... What? What are you giving me fucking faces for? I mean, you you use Tourette's as like a... In a sort of a derogative term. No, right? le, le, okay, okay. I, I'm sorry. That's totally and, fair. You know, I shouldn't have gone there. Yeah, he no, did tell fine. a fan that he wanted to have sex with their mother during a game. <laughs> I mean, that happened. That, well, that shit. Not, not, yeah, not that, that he has a condition. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's a, fair. A, a terrible person, Tim Howard, is still in goal. There's other reasons he's not great. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
<laughs> definitely not because of his Tourette's. <laughs> okay, so, he's so in 2017, otherwise terrible person. They, they continued to not be able to score any goals and nope. uh, compared to 2016 when they also had a terrible offense, but they gave up 51 goals. That's awful. So Put them on a negative 20 for the goal differential. Yeah, so they, they brought in a, a Kiwi coach, and he's been bringing in a bunch of Kiwis, which I like because maybe Boxall gets moved. Like yeah, my whole thing. Like, how can they bring resist? in all the all the New Zealand uh, nationals uh, to Colorado, and Colorado will give us something for a player that is basically inept and useless for right. us. So. Well, let's talk about what they yeah. added here, right? Like, so they did, Ed- Edgar Castillo. What? Edgar Castillo is not a bad. Castillo was clearly yeah. the 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 class of the science. Yeah. There's no doubt, and he's so he's going to be a great left back for him. And clearly, with 51 goals last year, they need defense. Um, but I mean, up top, so so they they can't score goals. And what they had, Jack McBean. Here's a statistic about Jack McBean for you: four goals in seven years in MLS as a forward. Four goals, Jack McBean. Thanks, Jack. Uh, Stefan Eigner, uh, he's a dude. Uh, again, they're doing a, not only are they doing a bunch of New Zealand moves, but they're doing a bunch of like Northern European moves. It's clearly uh, Minnesota United, a la 2017. That's the only thing that they're trying to do right now. Uh, and 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 Eigner is going to be one of their better signings. Um, uh, they grabbed him in the middle of last year, so he's not new, new, new. But they grabbed him. Uh, they moved him more centrally to be a creative force. They scored nothing. I, they haven't done anything up top to do anything meaningful. I don't know what to say. Baji? They grabbed Joe Mason? Joe Mason is one of their best offensive signings. Tell me where Joe Mason played last. I dare you. I I literally cannot and will not. Right. That is their key sign. Other than Edgar Castillo, <laughs> who's a solid MLS signing, Joe Mason is their key signing. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean. They fucking I, blow. I agree. Dude, I agree. Uh, I think that the Rapids are the worst team in MLS this year. And uh, worse than DC United, possibly the the worst team in MLS history in terms of like points really? accrued. Yeah, that I'm not going there necessarily, but uh, that's pretty bad. Mm. All right, but we could talk about them all. <laughs> you know who else we could talk about all night? Oh, Minnesota you know, United. You know, you know who's also shit? Minnesota <laughs> United. <laughs> let's not let's not get too big ahead. Uh, uh, give us the numbers. So we all know them. They finished last year in. Uh, let's see, we had 22 teams, so they finished in ninth place last year. Uh, 36 points, t- negative 23 goal differential, the most goals allowed in MLS history. Yep. We did and not have the worst goal differential last th- year. We did not, though. That's kind Second of the worst, point. but not yeah. the worst. Not um, the worst defense but historically But Western Conference, so. Yeah. So, I mean. Can we, can we limit, so, like, let's limit ourselves to, like, one minute or one and a half minutes each on this sure, team. Because we're going to give you a ton of time. Oh, yeah, we're so, going to do a bunch of it. I mean, so they were comically bad their first four games last year. Here's the problem with that. I, I've talked to dudes in the front office. Chris Wright at the um, at the uh, Supporters Summit said this. He said that you erased that first month, you erased that first hilariously bad four games last year, and we're a playoff team. No, they're not. I don't know which statistic he was looking at that suggested that, but if you get rid of those first four games, we still have a defense that will give up almost 60 goals. The defense got better. It did not get good. It was still bad. This is not a playoff team almost at any stretch in the entire year last year. So, I mean, we could talk about – what I want to talk about more is about the signings, right? But I can't fill up my minute and a half with that. So we have most recently signed what could be a creative attacking piece um, in our uh, our number twenty nine Fernandez, right? So 
I haven't seen any out of that guy that's going to suggest that he's going to be a, a, an attacking dynamo, but maybe. Maybe that's going to happen. But what else did we get? We got an MLS veteran in Tyrone Mears. Now, don't get me wrong. Mears is not a terrible signing. You need depth. We needed depth at the defense last year. Mears can either be a starter, which I don't I don't fancy him as a starter, or he can be a really solid depth starter in defense, which is fine. Fine. What else did we sign to add depth tick, to tick, the defense? Tick, tick, we, tick, tick, tick. Getting close to your 90, 90 seconds. I'm wrapping it up. Okay. I haven't gone 90 seconds. I'm wrapping it up. Beyond that, we got a bunch of rookies. Okay, we got rookies. That's fine. We're going to go here into depth on what the rookies can bring, but the rookies are still going to need time to, to, to bleed. We got Schuler back? Uh, what in the fuck? If I'm calling out Schuler coming back from loan as a signing, then what in the fuck are we doing? We got mirrors. Yeah. Yeah, can I? He's touching my leg right now. Zeller's trying to calm me down. I went on a Twitter rant <laughs> yesterday about this. He's touching my leg, trying to keep me from peeing Send all it. over the front of my pants. Yeah. Start talking, Zeller, all before right. I lose um, my shit. So, I, I mean, I basically 100% agree with you on all of this. Uh, the thing that bothers me the most about what Miss United's done is it's not it, – they've, they've at least tried. I mean, they're bringing in more – like left wingers is not a good idea generally i feel like that's a that is a general like assumption don't bring in six players at one position when you have none at others um they have made some some good signings i think hopefully for the future uh the problem is is that we have 11 internationals on and now 12 internationals actually on our team and we have which is too many which is too many so, not, not from a practical standpoint, from a rules standpoint. Yeah, and and they are not like functionally good internationals. I'm not Cut exactly Schuller. sure why we're. Well, There's a start. Demidoff is part of Demidoff is part of that still. Um, well, we'd have to eat the cost. And Schuler, Schuler, I mean Schuler. Like, I'm I'm willing to give Schuler another another shot this year because jerk off hand um, motion. I feel like he was probably hurt. Most of the beginning of the year last year, so I'm I'm going to give him a shot. So I'm, I'm a little more bullish on I'm on Shula keeping than you all are. of the thoughts I have of the things you're saying <laughs> in my pocket because we got a whole. All right, yeah, we, we're going to do a whole Minnesota United podcast. Um, but you again, know, neither of us think they're going to be great this year. No, right? but Can here's we summarize the thing: like, that? It's, okay. it's, it's other than that, like, it's fucking cricket noises. Like, yeah, this team does not does not talk about what they're doing. Does not like they say we're doing. Got to get thing. the right guy at yeah, the right no, price. But even still, like. When we have like we have this supporter summit, and Chris Wright says, "Oh yeah, we have this uh, this guy, and then this other guy from the same nation is coming in." And, and you see who they signed. Two weeks later, he's like, he's like, in two weeks from that guy being signed. So that guy gets in, get gets signed, the Cameroonian guy, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, two weeks from from that, like we'll get another one." It's not like it's two weeks later. You're like everybody's like, "All right, so who's the other Cameroonian guy?" Right. And it's. It's it's literally it's like four weeks later, right? So like, you know this this team is just fucking terrible. Right. And you need a fucking crack team of detectives to learn where these two dudes played at last. Yeah. Like okay, we got another and, episode and, and of that. And literally, they do not exist in like transfer market. Like which it's is funny, yeah. They're li- they're the FIFA equivalent of a fucking silhouette of a head. Like there's nothing. So I mean, it's so in one respect, it's like okay, if these guys turn out like 
great. We look like, like geniuses. That's, that's amazing, but also I didn't see I didn't see him in this, this preseason. You know what? We've we've seen this before with Demidov, Schuler. Yeah. Clearly, so. Pangop didn't have the fucking stones to outgun Schuler, who we've already seen as a goddamn dynamo. The other like, thing, the other amazing thing was is that we saw Mason Toy and uh, Pangop in the first preseason match. Uh, with Minnesota United, and they had the the only scoring opportunity of the whole preseason, and then they didn't even show up in the in the uh, Wednesday game at just, all. I, I give them a pass on that because preseason well, is no, all no, about figuring no, out the pieces no, 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 you have. No, 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 no. But no, no, no. My whole point is like, like fucking Adrian Heath, the the two best opportunities at scoring, and he and he boots him, and they weren't even in the in the fucking they weren't even on the field. I. During the entire I, fucking I game. I get playing with your pieces in the preseason. I have no idea. The problem for me then is if the season comes and he's not playing the obvious pieces that had the minimal success that we enjoyed, that's where it becomes a problem. Because yeah. preseason is all about experimentation. All right, let's get let's out of here before we punch each other in because, the face. Let's move on because, yeah. We the, even we're, agree with each other and I yeah, feel like we want to fight. We're going gonna, we're gonna, to we're gonna do a deep dive we're gonna in, do in it, Minnesota yeah. United. Let's talk about another team yeah. that's hard to love, RSL. I, I really like RSL this year. I, I like RSL as a franchise. Don't like them this year. Oh, yeah. All right. So they finished last year with 45 points. They were negative six goal differential, eighth in the Western Conference. Um, but for being really shitty at the beginning of the year, they would have been a playoff team. I mean, they the made whole, it to the last the whole day. MLS thing, right? Yeah, they, they they were in playoff contention on the very last day, and yeah. even for pieces of that day, because all the games were played simultaneously, there were individual moments of that day where they would have been in if the, everything would have ended that moment. So, I mean, this this was not a great team. This was not a team that was ever going to make a deep run in the playoffs, but they figured their shit out, which is nice. So here's the thing. I have no idea what this team is going to look like this year. If they succeed, it's going to be because they are like the Minnesota Twins a la the 2000s. They have a good farm system. They are hitting above their weight. And because they play like in a comparatively weak division, which is what the Twins enjoyed in the 2000s as well. They've got an excellent right winger in Brooks Lennon, who they've they've got back in tow like full time. They got a couple of other young dudes like uh, Aaron Herrera. They got a homegrown right back. Um, he's going to help them in an area that they had a ton of need last year on the right side of the defense. They still got Kyle Kyle Beckerman and Nick Romando, two dudes that are obviously past their prime, but they're club legends, and I think they, they I think they can still add something to a team like this. They still have. Europe Movsisian for now, who I, I like better than most, but he's clearly going to be on his way out at some point. Uh, Alfredo Ar- Ar- Ortuño as a TAM level striker. Here's the thing: they have okay pieces, but I have no idea what they're going to look like this year. I mean, you literally said all the I said all the stuff, right? All yeah. the dudes I was going to say, right? Ortuño is going to be an okay striker if he can get the ball. Who the yeah. fuck's going to give him the ball? I mean, that's. But that's always kind of been the point with uh, with RSL, with RSL, right? Do you like, think Euro Mosisian could be any good as a central attacker? I mean, he's kind of a striker, dude. Do you think he could drop more centrally? Uh, I'm sorry, more, he's obviously playing central more deeply and play almost like a number ten. See, th- that's that's a, like that's like an interesting point. I think he probably would. He would have to with the current lineup. With the current lineup, he's not a nine, especially. In that lineup. But I think he could actually do that and do that well for a team that has some um, attacking pieces like Minnesota United, right? Like if, right, if, right. If he dropped, like if we dropped him into that sort of like false nine 
hold up, hold up striker type dude. Roll. Yeah. Yep. And he could feed, you know, Christian or Abu or both of them. Like, he, de- he I mean, that's the guy who definitely like tracks back for, uh, for RSL, and you know makes a lot more sense in that role than he than he is, you know, where he's sort of yeah. situated. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just, so they, they've improved up top, but yeah. how the ball is going to get there, I have no idea. I mean, that that's the first win ever for Minnesota was against RSL, and it's because right. they do not have a fucking defense. So, no, they, they don't have a defense, they, and, and they, they, did, they don't have a number 10 or any and, type of yeah, creative they, playmaker. Yeah, they literally did nothing to uh, improve that defense, which is no. also no, they kind of a problem. Right. I don't know. Maybe... I mean, they had some midfielders, which is great, I guess. But yeah, they really didn't add any any defenders. You want to so. talk about a problem? Let's talk about FC Dallas next. Oh, so I okay. Let's I'm a lot, start I'm here. A lot high, I'm I'm just get, gonna guess. I'm a lot higher on FC Dallas this year than you are. I have no idea. Let's. T- can you at least give us the numbers on FC Dallas? The numbers don't tell the story, but let's start with the numbers. All right, so FC Dallas finished with 46 points. They had a like basically a neutral goal differential. Seventh in the Western Conference. They missed out on a tiebreaker, basically, even though they had a a 21 better goal differential than the San Jose Earthquakes, who finished in sixth place. Um, MOS has really stupid rules on tiebreakers. They do. So FC Dallas lost the goal differential. But they won the win? No, I'm sorry, the goal scored. Yeah. Goal that was scored. it. Goal scored. Team it's, never should have made the playoffs. It's it's dumb. It is dumb. But so, I mean, whatever. So the, the word Anyways, is, go so, ahead. Yeah, so, please. Let me, let, me, let me finish with FC Dallas. Um, so FC Dallas uh, had an interesting year, <laughs> if we can say that. Uh, FC, so the word historic gets thrown around in uh, sports a lot, right? Because you need fucking clicks and stuff. Yep. FC Dallas's collapse was historic last year. They started the, t- the the year off as good as Chicago and Toronto in terms of like who's going to win the supporters shield they this a, year, baby. They had a better defense than Sporting Kansas City, which is hard to hard to fucking be because yeah. Sporting allowed twenty nine goddamn goals. Yeah, but their collapse was so immense. That, as you and I have pointed out, if this were any normal league in the world, they would not have even made the playoffs. And the playoffs is a generous top six. Yeah. They did because of their goals scored. It was historic. They no, w- they, they missed the playoffs. Because of in favor of San Jose. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I'm misspeaking. Yep. Yep. Yes, they missed the playoffs. San Jose, who also had no goddamn business being in the playoffs, they had, they had were like the ones an ep- who we They had an epic run at the end of the year. Yes. Still had no place there. And but. scored too many goals. Apparently, right. The FC Dallas had no place there at all. Um, so I mean, but after May, they were definitely embarrassing. The rest of the year, they whiffed on a ton of decisions they made. They had a guy like Christian Coleman, uh, a young DP attacker who sounds good on paper, but he scored twice in 26 matches. He kind of highlights how it all went wrong, right? Um, it's easy to write them off after their p- pathetic 2017, but in my opinion, this is an organization that gets it right more often than they get it wrong. They know how to build a team. They've got a, a, a great youth system. Uh, they and, and what's more important is that they give the young guys time to play, 
and that's cool. So I think in the long term that bodes well. Um, they've got guys like Brandon Cervania who, who would be a number six for them, and then Jordan Cano, who is a, an academy player that still could start at center back. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably going to take a year or two for them to gel, but the way that the organization is built, I think they can bounce back. But 2017 still happened, and it was a goddamn night. Uh, I also think that, personally, before I let you talk, they need to offload Mauro Diaz. Mauro Diaz had an awful year last year. It might be offloading talent at the wrong time, not getting the full value for them, because Mauro Diaz and a better team could have a rebound year. But I think it's time to move beyond Mauro Diaz. That's my opinion. So I'll, I'll throw a bag at you. What do, what, no, that's, I mean, that makes sense. Um, so things could not have gone more wrong in FC Dallas. Than they did last year, right? So this was a team that was that won the Supporter Shield in 2016, um, was a contender for the Cup. I forget uh, almost that. won an Open Cup. Like this team knows how to develop talent. Um, so the fact that everything just fell apart, I mean, maybe that's partly on the coach and the training and the, and the training session. I. Tend to disagree. I mean, they definitely they lost Walker Zimmerman, who is a definitely a young, uh, a good talent. That for, was a big loss. Yep. Yeah. In the defense. Um. But I mean, maybe this addition by subtraction. Maybe you know. Maybe he was a cancer in the in the locker room and that they needed to get rid of. That's that's speculation. I have no idea. But yeah, um, I, tr- exactly. I, tr- I trust the organization. Yeah, exactly. To figure that so out. So my so my big question is, what team actually shows up? Is it the twenty sixteen team, or the twenty seventeen team, or is it something in between? Like, is something in between? We we everybody knows that FC Dallas has one of the best uh, academies yes. in 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 the United States, right? Yep. Like. They are producing really good talent that's going places. It's going to Europe. It's going to uh, Mexico. It's going to other places. So can they harness that talent, though? And that that is my big ultimate question. With It's not – I mean, I really – honestly, I, I don't really care what FC Dallas is doing in the table is if they're still continuing to develop the talent. Yeah that they have been producing for the last, like, four years. As an organization, they're worth looking up to. Yeah. And I'm a big uh, – so I'm, like, an analyst. Like, half of my job at work is, like, as an analyst. So I'm a big regress toward the mean guy. I look at Kellen Acosta and Carlos Grezo, who had kind of lousy years last year. I see them regressing toward the mean. I don't I don't think that's the new norm, that there's just going to be shit. You know, so I see them regressing toward the mean. They've got a young DP in Santiago Mosquera. I think they're going to be okay. I think this is a playoff team only because I see what happened at the end of last year as an aberration, not as a new norm. I guess that's that's my opinion. Okay. Man, they were so bad for so long, though. Holy God. Let's talk about a team that also was bad for really long, but just good enough to make it into the playoffs, the San Jose Earthquakes. Oh, so fuck I, the Earthquakes. I'm pretty much tired of the Earthquakes. Uh, tell me, uh, what, what were the numbers on the Earthquakes? Um, it doesn't tell the story, but... Yeah, because of some bizarre, fucking, crazy, like, rule breaker. Tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Rule breaker. Yeah, might as well be. Uh, the San Jose Earthquakes finished with 46 points, same as your friends, the FC Dallas FCs. However, their goal differential. Their goal differential was the worst in MLS history. 
for a team that made the playoffs, and it, yeah. and it wasn't close. It was, it ne- was yeah. negative 20. Negative 21. Was it 21? That is, that is good enough for bottom of the table, Yeah. typically. Yeah. Like that, that is but, but, horrendous. But they finished uh, sixth in the Western Conference. Um, that was all it took. Minnesota United contributed to this by getting the shit beat out of them in San Jose. Yep. At the end of the season, so. All right. Let, let me get this out of the way right away, okay? Because I know that you're going to hate hearing this. The, they have Chris Wondolowski, okay? It is easy to pick on Chris Wondolowski. He's not flashy. He scores garbage goals, and everybody remembers his big miss from the 2014 World Cup. So it's easy to shit on the dude. But I don't think he deserves as hard as he gets, especially in MLS. The dude has had eight straight seasons with ten or more goals. And last year he played a career-high number of minutes and a career-high um, eight assists. So the dude had a good year last year. He's, he's a good MLS talent. Easy to hate him, but he's a talent that they still have. Now, I have no idea when the dude's production is going to drop off. He's 34 right now, which, by the way, it seems like he's way older than that. It seems like he has to be 30, 30 50? I don't know what number. So it seems like he's older than that, but he's not. Um, you know that uh, Landon Donovan is younger than both of us? It, it hurts me to hear that. No, he's not. He's younger than me. He's younger than you. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Not younger than me. Nobody's he, younger than me. He's younger than me. <laughs> Fair. He's, so, so, yeah, Donovan, I think, is 34. Chris speaking Wondolowski of, is also 34. Speaking of the earthquakes. It's, yeah, right, yeah. Let's, let's hope he rejoins. So they, uh, they, they've got other dudes. They've, uh, Annabelle Godoy and uh, Jackson Uale, uh, they could gel as a talented two-thirds of a 4-3-3. That is what their new head coach prefers. So, I mean, th- there's possibilities here up top. Um, they grabbed a DP and Manus Eriksson from Sweden, which admittedly I've got my opinions about Scandinavian DPs, but whatever. You know, they, they've got a DP up there. Uh, but the problem is that none of that speaks to their biggest area of, def- uh, of need, which is defense. They allowed 60 goals last year, also the most ever by a playoff team ever. Um, th- now, they do have a young center back in Jefferson Quintana, but I, I only see the dude as a youth dude. I mean, what have they done on the defense? They still have an absolute stud in center back, but beyond Florian Jungworth, what do you have? A shitty defense is that's, what you have. That's a yeah, very 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 good questions. Um I will tell you that so they brought in that Swedish coach to trade in that Swedish Starry, yep. Yeah, that Swedish uh midfielder. And so of course he's going to Scandinavia to dip for his talent, but I don't know. They did nothing know. about the defense. They got a great top three, theoretically, Swedish and a shitty back four. Swedish number 10s have not had a good track record anywhere. No, a hilarious outside, track Outside of Sweden. <laughs> yeah, great in Sweden. Yeah, so, very popular in Sweden. Yeah, come out of Sweden. Uh, it's worth noting the dude prefers a 4-3-3. It, it may be that they, they um, just they, they do away with the idea of a number 10. They have an Ibsen-style number eight half defensive midfielder half kind of go forward dude and they don't have a true number 10 yeah but on a 4-3-3 also they gave up a lot of fucking goals last year can they stop giving up so many fucking goals not with uh scandinavian dp as the only true central midfielder that they have no all right that's i mean that there basically you go, there you go. yeah we agree san jose it, so, yeah. san jose sucks that's yeah fuck you san jose you <laughs> suck let's talk about a team that honestly in my opinion did not suck but I look at the standings and I'm like, how did they finish that low? This team does not suck. 
and they were so much better but yet than they this. still suck. You know, here's sporting. why. Here's why this team. So, Sporting Kansas City. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it in here. They had uh, 49 points. They were only four points off the lead of the Western Conference. Right? It was a so tight they, West last year. It was year. a tight West. A tight West. Very tight. Yeah. Um, a plus 11 goal differential. Fifth in the Western Conference. And here is my argument about Sporting Kansas City. It means why I picked them to do the treble last year. Is that it was a this bold team call. is fucking consistent. That is true. Uh, this team knows how to play defense. Yes. Which We're not every team in MLS knows how to do. Vermees has a particular style, which is very predictable, but he executes it to the utmost. Yeah. So, diving Dom left. He's to, gone. Yeah, he's in, in Orlando City now. Um, Benny Fellhaber is also gone. Uh, Fellhaber, a tougher loss than, than Dwyer. Yes, absolutely, 100%. Um, but, I mean... This team doesn't concede goals, and that I mean. So, like, in a, in a game where the ultimate goal is to score a goal, this team does not concede goals, yeah, and so they, they can paper over a lot of problems I mean, up top. You know, like they, they also. I mean, I I will I will argue this team cannot score fucking goals because this team does not have a no. goal scorer. Which well, is great for every other team in, in the Western Conference. Like, if you can nick one off of uh, uh, Sporting, like you're probably going to get two or three because they have to open up. But the way this, the way that Sporting Kansas City plays and Peter Vermees, uh sets up his teams, you're like you are not going to get a goal off of that team. So stop. So the, I mean, I, this is a this is a, a, a title contender for me. Honestly, because just because of that, they also because like in uh, the world of MLS, like teams don't focus on defense, and I think that's where there's still like an edge, like which I really hope like Minnesota United would understand, like buy in on defense. You can start make, with the defense. Things. Yeah, yep. so you can build from there. Now they did yeah. add Johan Kreuze. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, so they've got some attacking talent in there as a DP. Uh, we have yet to see how he'll actually pan out. I have no idea. But um, he was their big coup. They also got Kyrie Shelton to add to the offense. Here's a, Kyrie Shelton had a bad year last year with NYCFC, but he's kind of pushed out of the depth chart. I think if we're talking regress to the mean, like I talked about earlier, I think he could emerge from the shadow he was under last year and do better this year. He could be a piece, but... Again, this is all about the defense. That's what the team has always been about. That's the MVP. Graham Zussi at right back, honestly, in my opinion, turned out to be a really strong move. I, I, I thought it was a good move of a dude who was aging. You already put DP money into him. Matt Beasler, for as much junk as you can give him, he's still a good quality MLS center back. Uh, Eichel Parra had a, a, a year to remember last year, and it played him right into the U.S. national team presence. The defense has not gotten any worse. The, the the front six, we don't know yet, basically. So if the defense has gotten any worse and the front six could have gotten better, but we still need to prove it, the team is maybe is, may have improved. We just got to find out. 
I will say losing Failhopper is the biggest damning piece of the whole puzzle. Absolutely. Like, that you is, can't put yeah. the ball in Johan Kreze's, uh gullet, he's not going to do I mean, shit. The, the, so. question, well, the question with Sporting Kansas City is, like, will they score? They didn't last year too much, and... Uh, so, I mean, they're going to keep a clean still sheet. Still gambles up top. Yeah, they're going to keep a clean sheet, but can they score? That's like... They also need to add to the attack in the form of dudes who can press, like... Uh, um, because that, that's part of the style, is um, that they it's not just about scoring goals, but they need attackers who can put pressure on defenders of the other team, maybe win the ball back in key places. That's as much a part of the forward job for sporting as scoring goals. Do they have the dudes to do that? Uh, I don't know. You just need one a game. I don't know. <laughs> if, you're, if you're sporting, yes. You only if need you're sporting one. sporting against so. it, yeah, you need one a game. So. Let's talk about a team I have. Man, I have like almost no opinions about this team. Like it's the most milk toast team I can imagine. The Houston Dynamo. Wait, Houston Dynamo is like the most milk toast team that you they, know. I, I have. I can't. They may might not have even played last year. I don't fucking remember. Okay. Um, what are the the key <laughs> numbers? So, they ended up with fifty points. Uh, they knocked out Sporting Kansas City. Made a run actually to the MLS Cup or MLS semifinals. Uh, of course they did. They do 12, all the time. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they do or not. Uh, plus 12 goals of control. They finished fourth in the Western Conference. Um, this is the team. Listen, man. Like, they are a, they're, they're a weird team. I will give you that. Yes. Expound on your, like, <laughs> Expound like, on the why, why, why do you hate Houston Dynamo? So, okay, here, here's the thing. Um. They were good last year. They clearly made the playoffs. They knocked team off in the playoffs. They were three points off the top of the West. They had the second best goal differential in the West, second most goals scored in the West, and they only lost one time at home all year, one single time. But I they can were very good at remember home. them. And here's some of the reasons. So, first of all, Houston plays a 4-3-3, and their midfield and forwards are class. At least they're, they're, they're a key example of the, the, the whole being greater than the sum of the parts. Albert Ellis emerged as a star last year. Guys like Mauro Minotas, Romel uh, Kyoto, they had a, a great Honduran uh, presence in the front that last year that, that, that was unbeatable when they were hot. I mean, they were, they were fantastic. Um, I, I had no idea there was that much talent in Honduras, to be, to be honest. But the problem is depth at those positions and, and basically human souls to occupy the defense. They don't have enough dudes that are competent in the defense. They have a left back in Dylan Remick, and he's he's fine, but they need to upgrade him. Beyond that, they grabbed Fuen Mayor as a center back, but he's 21, and he still needs time to cut his teeth. At right back, I don't even know who plays right back for them anymore. Um, they got Darwin Seren from uh, um, uh, the Earthquakes uh, to, to sort of shield that defense in the defensive midfield. So that's the key defensive add that they've had. But beyond that, I have no idea. Juan David Cabezas? He's not going to be a dude who's going to be ready to, to add that defensive presence. Um, I, a great front six who I believe outperformed their natural talent last year and a defense who added nothing. That, for me, is what puts them like sixth or seventh. Just mediocrity. Uh, I mean, that's fair. It is fair. I was very fair. Cool. Uh, moving on. I, I, I don't even want to add anything to that. Uh, Do you have that, anything to add to my no, uh, awesome analysis? Not really, other than uh, that they're a terrible scumbag of a human being. That is Tyler Derrick. Uh, 
No, we didn't talk about Derek. Yeah. Ever play soccer again, which is good. <laughs> we didn't talk about Derek. No, no, you're right. So there's that. Um, let's talk about the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, fine. They're, the yeah, Whitecaps. they're okay. they're next up. I'm uh, hotter on this team than many are. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, okay. This might be another point of contention. Melt them we caps. Had, we had a point of contention on the Columbus Crew last podcast. This All right. one might be our point of contention. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps finished uh, with 52 points last year. They were had a plus one goal differential. They finished in third place in the Western Conference. And what do you got about the Vancouver Whitecaps, David Barton? No, so, I, I mean, they, in my opinion, they were thoroughly average in 2017. They had a goal differential of plus one, so that's obviously utterly average. They had what I consider to be an utterly average 50 goals scored, and they shipped a thoroughly mediocre 49 goals. They had um, even their best players, Freddie Montero, uh, I believe Christian Teixeira, were above average basically, but even their worst players were just a little bit off of the bell curve. They didn't have Demidovs stacking the roster. So, I mean, what, what is it going to take for Vancouver to not be average? Well, so their biggest offseason signing has been Kai Kamara. Here's why I like Kai Kamara. Kai Kamara is a dude, he's, he's getting on in years in terms of uh, soccer players, right? He has a, histon, uh, a history of being a proven goal scorer, but here's one of his best talents is jumping up in the air and hitting the ball with his head. This is a team that had 41% of possession last year, 41 goddamn percent. Amazing for a team that finished third place in their conference. 41 is not a hell of a lot of, of possession, but they did it by a really effective counter and by hitting a ton of long balls and a ton of crosses. That's their style. They're not dribbling around dudes. They're not playing twinkle toes around them. They're just getting into moderately acceptable positions and launching Hail Marys into the box. You know who's really good at being on the other end of a Hail Mary? Kai Kamara. I think that was a really good add. I still believe in Christian Teixeira. Um, I, I like Donnell Henry as a center back. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Marcel de Jong at left back. I think they've made a couple of key adds in the defense while they still have that great counterattacking, launch it and pray presence from dudes like Alfonso Davies, who's fucking 17 now. He's only 17. I, Freddie Montero, who is not great at being on the end of Hail Mary's, is out of the picture right now. I think they made the right ads for the style that they want to play. I'm sorry I talked for 15 minutes. What do you have? I'm sorry. I'm sweating now from my you, you emotions. You know what you did? You talked me into moving Vancouver Cups up. God damn, yes. You talked me down for Philadelphia for Philly, yeah. and, and then up for Vancouver Whitecaps. It's, I, it's all I, about the style of play. Listen, this team, like, they never looked good. No, but no. But they never looked bad. No. And you're just like, why is that team still, and they made it, like, they were like, why is the team still, like, at the top of the Western Conference? Like, why is that team possibly going to be hosting uh, the, like, Western Conference final? And you're like, that's not like, like we like we missed when you played them. Like we got beat by Vancouver late in the season, but it's like they didn't look like they didn't look no. great. So but, I was like, how the fuck is this team? But now it makes sense. Like I mean, my biggest questions for this team is uh, Alfonso Davies, sophomore right. slump. Does that happen? I mean, he's still so fucking young. He's 17 years old. Yeah. He's if he sucks at 17, it doesn't mean he's done. Yeah, but it could be a key piece. He's a central midfielder. He plays a little bit deeper. I mean, he plays but, on the right wing. But bringing in Kai Kamara to sort of help help him out, like mm-hmm. take some of that like scoring burden off of him, 
that's a huge fucking get for yep. Vancouver. So like you literally just talked me up on Vancouver. <laughs> so you got it's all, all right. about can you all get right. the ball to Kai Kamara? If you can launch a hail mary, you might be okay. So. That's that I mean that's fair. In in Carl Robinson is a he's been at the home for a while and he's sure. Uh, a, a sure hand. I, which is I, I believe in the dude. Which most him. teams don't have right now. We don't. Yeah. United doesn't. I mean, you know, you know who? Well, who, Atlanta does. Minnesota United, not so much. No, no, Atlanta doesn't. But you, you know who has never missed the playoffs ever in their MLS experience? The Seattle Sounders. The Sounderos. All right, so uh, Seattle Sounders are our next team on the list. They finished second in the Western Conference. Obviously, they got their uh, ass kicked by Toronto FC uh, in the MLS Cup final. But they finished with 53 points. Again, second in the Western Conference with a plus 13 goal differential. And the Seattle Sounders basically did nothing at all to fix their roster. <laughs> there, we had a question, a podcast question, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago. It says, has any team done less than the Minnesota Uniteds yeah. in terms of fixing the roster? And I raised my hand and said, yeah, Seattle. They, they have a, a lower number of signings. When you look at the dudes that they did sign, they have one solid, obvious attempt at a starter, and the rest are all depth dudes. Problem is, though, Seattle starts from a position of strength. They don't fucking need yeah, to fix they everything. They don't need a ton of a, a ton of new right. talent but I in. still stand by this I said this in our previous podcast um, about are you doing enough if you're say New York City being stagnant isn't enough you have to add pieces you have to constantly be moving forwards if, you, if you're doing nothing you're moving backward I said the same thing about Chelsea Chelsea's not having a great season right now as of recording this they're fifth in the table for wait, me wait, Seattle wait, wait, why did you say the thing about Chelsea why did I say anything about Chelsea yeah they're a great when, example. No, no, when, did you say, when did you say the thing about Chelsea? Sorry, uh, our previous podcast, the Western Conference uh, preview, um, I compared another team to Chelsea, and I said oh. Chelsea won the division. I'm sorry, they won the EPL last year, but they did nothing to add to that. And in my opinion, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. Chelsea didn't do a lot to add to the roster this the year. Eastern, now they're in fifth. That was the Eastern Conference preview. That was podcast. that was in the other preview. Yep. So, and that's that's my fear about Seattle. Um, you can't just hope that the same dudes put up the same performance. You got to add to it. I don't see them having done it. Okay. I, so, I, so I, I'll, I'll expound on it. I mean, so I, I look at Jovan Jones and Roman Torres. Those dudes. It's, it's hard to explain how good they were last year. But like, are they gonna have the same kinds of years? Uh, Jovan Jones, no, because he's gone. Roman Torres, can he do the same kind of job he did? Jordan Morris is out for the entire season with an ACL injury. Jordan Morris was not a as key a presence last year as he could have been. They had Will Bruin starting up top. Is Will Bruin the dude of the future? Is that the dude that you want to rely on scoring all your goals? I, I thought he did okay last year, but I, I, I don't think he's the answer of the future in terms of scoring goals. Is Lamar Nagel? Is injured Jordan Morris? Is Dempsey, you know, is Father Time going to catch up with that dude? I, they don't have enough answers in the offense because they haven't done enough to replenish at depth. I, so I don't know. Defense could still be good. Yeah, that's just her. I mean, they Stephen Waylon Fra- Francis on the left side. Yeah, Stephen Fry is still a good goalkeeper. So Stephen Fry is still a good goalkeeper. Yeah. So they might they might have lost a they might have lost a Jovan Jones on the left and and replaced him with Waylon Francis. Waylon Francis is great, but who is that front three besides Nico Ladero and 
And who the hell is putting the ball in the back of the net? I, I just don't know. Not Jussie Sardis. Who <laughs> not Jussie Sardis. Is a fullback who does not play for the We know that. We know that. Um, hey, moving along uh, to the Portland team. Timbers. They finished uh, top of the Western Conference last year, uh, but they did not make the uh, Western Conference Finals because they got upset by Houston Dynamo. They finished with 53 points. First in the Western Conference, uh, plus 10 goal differential. David Barton, what say you about the Portland Timbers? So so here's the thing about Portland. Um, they were good, and they'll be good again, but they won't be as good. And so the team has serious needs. Here's my thought. Um, first of all, they succeeded without Fernando Adi last year for key stretches of the season. But that's not sustainable. They didn't do that great without him. The only reason they did great without Fernando Adi is because they had Diego Valeri putting up unsustainably good offensive numbers. He was distributing well, and he was scoring a ton of goals to the tune of 18, and he won MLS MVP. Do you think that Diego Valeri at 190 years old is going to put up another season like he did last year? He might, but I, that would not be the bet that I would put my house on. It's unsustainably good last year. If they cannot replace an outage like Fernando Adi, like uh, Christian Blanco on the right side, uh, then they're fucked. Second, Diego Chara. I, I, I wish I could remember exactly what the stat was last year because when Diego Chara was out, I saw a statistic that said, hey, with Diego Chara, they win 90% of the games, and without, they win 10% of the games. That's not literally the number, but it was as hilariously off balance as that. I mean, without Chara, they suck. Last key player is in the defense with Liam Ridgewell. Liam Ridgewell has similar numbers. With him, they win a ton. Without him, they lose a ton. They are one injury away at all times from being a shitty team. Instead, they were a great team because they played around him. But you lose Diego Chara for a significant amount of time, and what are you doing at a number six? I have no idea. Well, they did bring in Gio Savarisi. That... I like I like that signing as a head coach. There's no doubt. Um, so the big thing with Portland is that they uh, they shipped a lot of fucking goals, right? And they can afford to with a great offense. But yes, and yeah, do. exactly. Like you have a, you have a, you have, you have uh, Adi, you have Diego Valeri, you have you are one of the best striking and and score goal scoring teams in in the U.S. Like. Maybe bring in someone who uh, knows how to play defense and knows how to uh, form a defensive line. So say what you want about Gio Savarisi with the, the Cosmos is that that man, they like the Cosmos play defense. And That's we know point. this specifically from watching Minnesota United play. Uh, We've witnessed it. Yeah, playing the Cosmos in NASL. Like, they play a very defensive uh, structure. So my, my my big question is that can those two things merge together? Um, because there's obviously all the attacking talent of Portland, which is what you need to have. You need to score goals, right? But can he also merge the defensive regimen with the attacking talent? To make sure that this is, because if they do that, Portland is going to win the MLS Cup going away. 
Well, I mean, that, period. That, that showcases how key Diego Chara is. The question you just asked is pretty much, do you have a good enough number six in a 4-3-3 to activate that front part of the offense? And without Diego Chara, they don't. And with him, they do. Well, So what's here, the depth behind here, it? But here's the thing is that is that Portland doesn't – like last year just like leaked goals all the time. Does like, Bringing in Savarisi, does he – like change the approach in general. Exactly. Is that what you're asking? Period. Or? Yeah. Um, well, they so, haven't done it with the players. I mean, the signings haven't added up to that yet. Yeah, but we, but we've seen Marino, like Marino, and like in the EPL come in and like, t- like tell players like, oh yeah, you're not you're not running forward anymore. Like you're a defender, and they do it. So it's like, is Savarisi as much of a thorn a in force? our side? Yeah. That he, he, you know, he gets players to buy in so much. I don't know. I don't know. That's the question. Um, yeah. Can Savarese be Jose Mourinho? That's like the MLS question. There. Savarese. All Thank day, you. twice on Tuesdays. All right. Can, uh, let's talk about our standings. Who do we think is going to win? All right. You want to start at the top or do you want to start at the bottom and pass uh, we, back? We and forth? start at the bottom. So okay, let's start at the bottom. Okay. Here. Dead last Western Conference. I've got Colorado Crapids. Oh, God damn it. Me too. <laughs> I love it. We've got uh, second to last. God, it kills me to say this. Minnesota United, second to last. Me too as well. I love it when Fucking we agree. A. We're so happy. You know what? I talked about the Galaxy being a kind of franchise that could rebound. Not yet. I've got Galaxy third from last. Oh, I have LAFC. You got the other Los Angeles. Yeah. I am. Okay. Uh, I've got LAFC fourth the last, so uh, sitting in the eighth spot. Oh, okay. Wait, in the eighth Who? spot? I forgot how to count. No, not the eighth spot. The fourth from last spot. All right, I have RSL in that. In that. Uh, in <laughs> I don't that, know how to count. Like you can't. That ninth. You've got Real spot. Real Salt Lake ninth way spot. down there, huh? With all that youth. Yep. All right, all right. Well, I think it takes. I think the, the, they take a step back, but they'll find their way. As, a, or as an organization, I no doubt. They, they certainly will. Here's an organization I have no faith in right now, San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, they're next. Uh, I just see them regressing toward the mean. They should never have made in the eighth? playoffs. Yes. I have them in eighth as well. Yes. They should never have made the playoffs last year. That's where I've got them now. Yeah, that's a fucking The team terrible. I had, like, no answers for how good they did last year or why they should do that good at, again this year. Seventh, Houston Dynamo. Me too. Holy fucking Jesus God. Jesus fucking Christ, this man. This is good. I love it. I love it. We're, we're comparing notes. Right. We're getting shit done. All right. Uh, next, I've got uh, actually RSL. I've got I've got RSL sitting right uh, on the, the bubble. In the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. All right. Absolutely. I have, I have FC Dallas rebounding and making the playoffs in the sixth seed. All right, all right. Uh, okay, so let's move up to the fifth spot. Who do you have in the fifth spot? Uh, I have LA Galaxy. I think they're making a big-ass move to uh, the playoffs. I've got I've got FC Dallas making that rebound, uh, coming back into the playoff picture in fifth. So. <laughs> okay, fine. Four. It's too good, too good a franchise. Who do you have in fourth? Seattle Sounders. Taking a dip, huh? Yeah. Okay. Because of all the things I said. I'm not saying that they're going to not win the MLS Cup, but I'm saying they're going to be the fourth seed. They don't care. I, I do think Vancouver improved with the sign of Kai Kamara, but I don't think they did enough in other key spots. I've got Vancouver Whitecaps in fourth. 
Um, so let's move up to third. Um, Portland Timbers. I have Portland Timbers as well. They're too much on a knife's edge. One injury in the front. Second spot. I have the Whitecaps. We've got the Whitecaps side out there. I've got Sporting Kansas City. Still a good team. If they can get some more goals out of dudes like Johan Poise, um, it all comes together. You've got the sword because you just can't fucking get enough. Are you gonna call another treble this year? They definitely cannot win a treble this year. So I'll come with a, a, a double. Can they not win a treble? Why not? No, they're not in the like, U.S. Possession. They don't need to be though. U.S. Open Cup supporters and the Cup. Oh, that's a that's a that's a stupid You told me in the last podcast that Toronto got a treble even though they won the Canadian shit. That's, that, that is actually a trophy. You guys have a trophy? You're right, actually. Fuck yeah! Trouble! <laughs> you got another one. You got another sporting case in trouble. You get a sporting case in trouble. You want to hear my embarrassing pick for number one? Seattle Sounders. Oh, Seattle Sounders. Motherfucker. I, I don't know why. Honestly, I said all that shit about them. They don't have an obvious proven goal scorer. Jordan Morris out. I I just like the pieces too much for one more year. And I, I honestly believe that this team can have a mid-season signing as well that will do just the same kind of shit as a dude like Nigel Ladero did two years ago. So. They literally have not lost anything bad or good. They've also not actually got anything bad. They've not had a good offseason, but I believe in the team and the franchise. Okay, um, fine. Fine, so fine, this, fine. This was the uh, Western Conference preview. What was it? Uh, from the days you know, the days I know. Uh, you can find me at Texas uh, Martin at Defensive us at TDA at if you want to email us for some uh, weird reason. We have a Facebook page that we don't actually update, so go like that. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Yep, we're going to, next podcast is going to be. Probably Thursday. Actually, Minnesota United uh, content. Yep, uh, it'll be a Minnesota United season preview as well as uh, a preview of the San Jose game coming up. So that will be one you don't want to miss. Keep the podcast yours open. Uh, I think we're done. No, you don't. Because there's too much content. Hey, we're the Dave's, you know. This has been the Dave's I know. Thanks for listening. As long as you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do